when it gets, it's just hot 98, 99, 100. 103, you're still like, okay, this is, but there's a certain thing that happens, like 105, 106, where now I can almost, oh. I can like, I'll, I'll like, I'm like, is it, what is it, 106? And yeah. my wife will check this phone. It's like the, when you get a gust of wind, when it's 106 or north, it's like Satan whispering on you. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not at all nice, you know? And it's just, it's, inc- it's inc- incredible. But then, like I said, uh, we're done. We're done with this. It's, uh, it's it. It's over. It, it makes me think about like when we would pod before, especially when you were going through the whole heat spell. But then you would tell me about what the heat difference is at nighttime and there was none and it was the same. Yes. And then you're just like, yeah, so I'm just going outside and like the moon's out and it's 105 and I'm just like, what the fuck? The, like, and, and everybody's been <laughs> saying to me like, oh, this is, it's never been like this before. Like, this is crazy weather. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, if it was, I don't know. I don't know what you guys were doing before. I mean, this is. Oh, but it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's kind of fun. My long beard made it all the way through. The, uh, yeah, I do. It is. I love it. I wasn't sure if I was gonna, you know. Oh yeah. So I made it. Made it through. We'll see what happens to it. We start locking it up now, bro. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but uh, you know, we're here. We're back. A couple weeks. Had a you know. Let me preface this with, I uh, I, I, I everything's fine. Nobody. Everybody's good. Had a little personal thing going on. Uh, can't really talk about it, uh, but um, because I signed a little agreement. And uh, needed a few weeks off, and we're back. Football is abound. Mm-hmm. Um, I find myself, and this was kind of a Texas move phenomenon, never interested in college football, and then just all the hype around it here. Started paying attention to it a little bit last year. TCU has a nice run. Uh, so that was cool, you know, being in Fort Worth. Everybody's, that's that's the school there, the old Horn Frog. Yeah. And then, of course, like this offseason is dominated by, you know, Deion Sanders, just every everywhere. And um, everywhere. Who'd have thought that uh, that Deion would do exactly what he said he was going to do, like right off the bat? Pretty wild. Uh, everybody was pretty it was pretty big upset here. Um, when I saw that line come out and it was like Colorado was a 20 point underdog. I was just like, I, I, I don't know that they'll win, but I can't imagine Dion's going to be a 20 point dog in his first, you know, big game. And, uh, sure enough, he was not. <laughs> kind of like when we went to, uh, was it Ireland and slapped army around Navy around it's, uh, it didn't even look, one of those deals. it doesn't even look yeah. fair. Like it's kind of crazy. You get to pick your own schedule. It's like, yeah, let me, you know, play Tulane. You know, I think fucking Michigan's playing Tulane today or something crazy. It's just like mm-hmm. they're like 56-point favorites. Like, why Why even – it's kind of like – I don't know. I just I, – that's the one thing I don't I don't quite understand. One of the other things that's interesting is, you know, I'm fascinated by this whole NIL deal. And, Ooh, man, I've, that's crazy. Because I've long been pro just pay the – just fucking pay the guys. You know what I mean? What's – just pay them, you know? And uh, there's the argument, you know, you're getting the college – degree and this and that but how many graduate then it's like well that's on them like there's a bit there's a very even deadlocked argument back and forth with it um but the nil is a step in the i guess in the right direction but some of these guys are making more money than like dak prescott some of these guys are making more money than like league minimum like vets and it's just like i'm not even not just yeah like like there's one i forget who it was but their base salary is like three and a half million dollars this year. Started, I'm, I'm, it might have been, it might be Dak before yeah. it's incentives and everything. And, uh, you know, these kids are getting twice that. Getting paid, man. So, like, I think you're going to have, they got to figure that out quick because, like, they got to put some sort of cap on that because it's, people are going to be like, so can I just go back to college? And, like, then why, why leave? Like, if you're, well, to that point, it's also now, and we kind of, we had this happen to us with just kind of films. Like you have guys like in that last year or whatever, and they just, oh, I'm not going to play football anymore. I made enough money in college. Like, yeah, two what's years, the, two, three years in and out. Yeah. How much, how much, past $10 million, like 
how much do you really need? Yeah. It's like, like a, and that seems like, and even that's a lot. Yeah. But like you could be fine with that, you know? Yeah, you could, especially if you invest it properly. And even if you fucked off, fucked off some of it, like you still be like, yeah. And some of these, because of the COVID year, like this quarterback from rice, he's like 29 years old or something. Like he's, he's literally in his seventh year of college. And it's like, dude, what are you even doing at that point? Yeah. What do you, how many degrees do you have after seven years? Like, I hope you got at least one. Still trying to make money, man. It's crazy. Still trying to make money. Well, Same good. situation for like, uh, you know, like the, we were talking about this shit with hard knocks and the Tanzel smart, like dudes been on the practice squad for like seven years. There's no, it's, it's, you can be there. You can be on the practice squad forever. When I played, you had two years and it's done. Now you can just keep stacking. Like, there was a, I didn't know there was a limit on it. Yeah, like when I like before the, like, the old uh the old CBA, like so then you then would it make it so like you you're ineligible or you would Yeah, you you had you had 2 years of eligibility on practice squad up ah. until right? So then like like for me after 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 I was done with my second year in between teams whatever and it's crazy it's like if you're on a roster and you've been on a practice squad for like 3 games something and that's counted as a year. So like if you don't come off and then you're done like it's just vested. Time. That's how it goes. Now it's like dudes on there for seven years. Wow. And making like four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars a year on a practice squad. That's so, not a, that's not a bad way. No, sense. I'm not mad at it like at all. So it's like the long snapper, probably the best position in all of pro sports. Oh, dude, yeah. Long snapper, actually, kicker. Actually, backup catchers in the majors, Major League Baseball, make pretty solid money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Either, neither here nor there. But what do you – I'm curious, what do you think of the whole Colorado deal? Like right now they're kind of at a dead heat, 0-0 with uh, Nebraska. They're not as – we, as we record this, they're just kind of banging on each other. But what do you think? You buying the hype? Mm, oh, but it's Dion. I mean, where it was before, he he, you know, he made it happen. He had like what they had like two seasons of I forget what it was, Coach Prime, where he basically turned that whole program around. And I mean, it, it seems like you put him in a situation to where like he can you know bring in his own talent, have his own coaches, and kind of like you know manning up from the top. Like he turns it over. So I guess that's what you want. It's good for football. It's good for him. Um, it only helps in his. <laughs> His legend, you know, his, uh, his, uh, his, his, with, with his legend and his lore. So, I mean, I don't know if it's, I necessarily buy it. I just think like he's going about it the right way and good shit is happening. So, you know, I can't, even though I know he says he's not interested, but I just can't imagine him not, uh, being a head coach in the NFL at some point soon. Like, I Dude. just think it would cement his, cause he's already like one of a kind. And, you know, it was kind of like looking back. People forget he was retired for like four years, came back and played yeah. in Baltimore and like got like five interceptions in a year and a half, like played very well, but was returning punts for touchdowns like at 38 years old, 39 years old. And they played with Washington, you know, late. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he would, I just, I feel like he could go. I mean, how many, I was trying to think of this without looking it up. How many coaches have won national championship and a Super Bowl? I can think of Jimmy, mm. Jimmy Johnson. That's a good question. Right? Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Did Pete Carroll at USC, did they get one? I believe they did. Wasn't Reggie, uh, Reggie with them when I that happened? I think they went to two, right? Yeah. And then they lost to uh, Vince Young. Pete Carroll. I mean, nobody not, – not many people – Okay, so look, Barry Switzer and Jimmy Johnson and Pete Carroll are the only only coaches who've won a uh, college championship in the Super Bowl. That's crazy. That's crazy. But you have to go to somewhere like Jacksonville or Houston. I could see Dion going to Houston. Hell yeah. I could see that. I mean, well, wherever he goes is going to be turn it over man it'll be it'll be nuts it's uh it's something else and then you know nfl kickoff is upon us uh thursday night chiefs lions it's funny my wife has an uncanny ability 
to pick underdogs very she doesn't speak up her on her 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 picks often but she famously called the Ronda Rousey getting her head destroyed by Holly Holm really she's she's picked she's picked a couple other I think there's you know she there was a Super Bowl she picked the the Rams one um but we're watching the the, the pregame show the other night Shout out to real, real quick. Shout out to Martin House Brewery here in Fort Worth. We went there. They had Banana Fest. So mm. It was a banana themed party. One okay. Night, one night only, and they had only banana beers. And okay. uh, are banana beers good? I'll tell you what. They start good, but they finish not good. Too much. Oh, oh, oh. This this brewery is like known. They're known for making things that are hard to drink. Like it's kind of a gimmick. Oh, gotcha. They made a twenty-five percent out, like just you know, for context, that your 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 Bud Light, Miller Light, is like a four and a half percent alcohol, you know, like a a a, a heavy IPA craft beer might be like nine percent. Right. They made a twenty-five percent Listerine flavored beer over the winter. They've done, what? Yeah, they, they've done a. They most recently did a. Uh, <laughs> they had a Dorito party and they did a a beer with made with Doritos and it was like, was the Listerine one. Like, was that just basically pure Listerine mixed with and this is like a, a real establishment. They post videos on their Instagram of like their brewers literally pouring Listerine into the beer. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. And it, like they were doing the same thing with uh, the Doritos. They use those chili, the purple bag and they're just like eating them and throwing them in the bag. They did for Cinco de Mayo. They did a Cinco de Mayo beer. They did. It was like with, it was a mayonnaise beer. Like, oh God, uh, no. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then like, oh it's, God. Yeah, it's like a thing. Like, can you drink this? You know. But so like, they so they they're known for doing silly things. So like this one, I was like, oh, let's we got to go check out the Banana Fest. And it was like a fifteen percent banana ale with like banana liqueur. So it was like a beer that they just brewed with like a bottle of fucking banana schnapps or something awful. Oof. And it was just like by the bottom of it. I'm just like, you know, like <laughs> it was great. You're like, yeah, but I, literally I was, I was taking these and I was just like, you know, like it was just, yeah. And then they, they had a, a peanut butter bacon banana. What, what are you like? You're shitting out molasses when you're done. Like this other one was like a, uh, it was a, um, uh, banana, peanut butter, bacon. It was called the Fat Elvis. Let me get this for you. Oh, any type of beer called the Fat Elvis yeah. needs to have some type of warning label on it. Yeah, yeah, it did. It was, uh, it was, it was thick. Ooh, it was thick. Fat uh, Elvis. But it was, it, you know, very. You know, it's a very fun time. So if you're, you're in the DFW area, shout out Martin House Brewing. Uh, and the cool thing is, you their business model is a little weird. You buy it, you get a wristband. It's like fifteen bucks for a wristband. They give you a nice beer glass, like a you know, like a nice thick th- with a logo. Yeah. And when they do these special parties, they do like a special glass. So you got, we got this cute little banana glass. Sweet. So you get a you, get a, you leave with a cup. You know, you don't have to steal the cup because sometimes some people I've heard like to take things from bars like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard. So we went to Banana Fest, came home, watching the Lions and the, and the Chiefs. And, and my, yeah. wife's, my wife's like, oh, I like the blue team. They're going to win. I said, you know. There you go. And I saw a stat earlier that Jared Goff is like 17-0. and 0. I know. That can't be right. 13-0 and 0 or something like that in his uh, career against the spread on week one. Really? Yeah, it's like uncanny. And they were wow. they were they were up four and a half. So I, I was I had an eye on that, and sure enough, they they won by one, which was week one. They is a really a, a crapshoot. I feel like every every year, and then it's like super overreaction the day after. Yeah, you know they've run out of really things to talk about by now, and it's just like please God play the game, you know. No, yeah, and of course you know not that we're rooting for this, but you know immediately it's going to be like somebody's going to get hurt that's going to change the trajectory of a season. You know, Absolutely. Um, somebody who's you know unexpected is going to blow up, and everybody's going to be like, "See, I told you so." You know, um, 
you just you never know this time of year. Well, so Kelsey was down, right? Knee injury. And then who's did they have their D tackle back? Did they finally sign no, him? Because I know he okay. was how weird is this to you? He's holding out from the team because he wants he wants a, to renegotiate his contract when he's already like the seventh highest paid defensive player in the league on the same team as Patrick Mahomes, who's underpaid at his position and Travis Kelsey, who's way underpaid at his position. You hold out from the team, but then you want to go watch the game to see them get the, the banner. Like it was a very odd message to me to see the, yeah the play like you're holding it like you either you've either come back to the team or not like i don't know and i'm sure like they want to pay him he's a great player but how are you going to ask for more money when like patrick mahomes is made is like like justin herbert is making better money than yeah him. you know what i mean like look at the list that's of, true of all like i think you know probably Derek carr is probably getting <clears throat> paid more than patrick mahomes and, i think <laughs> I don't know. I, the 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 guy, at least from what he's saying in all the the Twitter world or Twitterverse, whatever you want to call it, is he wants Aaron Donald, you know, dollars. But my argument is, okay, well, there's nobody you 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 haven't had consistent back to back double digit sack seasons like Aaron Donald because just like you're about to say, hopefully we're on the same because you know my bro. There's nobody like fucking Aaron Donald. No, there's like you like, like the, the, the the closest one. You know, I might be jaded a little, but like, is TJ Watt, and even there you go, and even TJ's like still. I think now that Nick Bosa, I think it's like still Aaron Donald, Nick Bosa, and then um, yeah, TJ. But like, it's like you're not. I don't, and I don't think this guy. I don't think he's in even on the TJ level of game breaker. Like, game no, like no. I don't know. It's but what do I know? I just it's odd. It, the whole the whole situation looked weird to be on, on away from your team and then now I'm gonna hang out in the luxury box. Yeah, like all right, you fifteen and a half sacks, or like fifty some tackles, or whatever it is. I mean that's that's all well and good, but I mean like yeah, you you any what is he in the last year of his contract too? So I, I get the holdout aspect of it but no he's if, like, i think he's i think he's like two years into a five-year deal like he's this is a oh well deal. then now you're just dumb as fuck so it's so it's like because it's like if you like he wants to get paid. you know he's basically asking to get paid more than patrick mahomes which is like i mean he's literally patrick mahomes is like 14 million this year and he wants like 36 yeah it's like, like dude, <laughs> there's no fucking chance like so what does that mean they're gonna pay him they're gonna pay patrick mahomes 100 million a year like because that's what Dude, we're getting. The crazy thing too about it, brother Jay, is Aaron Donald had a down year, and his down year 18. makes him his down year his, his down year made him the number two yeah. best defensive lineman oh, in the league. And it's like, like it's like TJ when he <laughs> when TJ broke the sack record or tied it or whatever. It was like uh, he like missed like three or four games of the season or some shit. Like yeah, he missed th- he missed three games. Dude, it's just come on, man. Like, that's the difference between making like Aaron Donald money and yeah, hundred percent being a really good player. Yep, <laughs> like it's nuts. But that's the the nuts and bolts of of the league. But I don't know. I'm excited. The Steeler hype is is high. Everybody's they've they've be kind of become the preseason. Uh, Dude, you guys got swag, bro. And I, you know, the, you look at this team. They they didn't. I think they really their true intentions, they really thought they were going to go get like a established veteran quarterback to plug in and just, I think they thought they were, they might get Kirk Cousins. He was possibly going to leave Minnesota. You had, they were trying to get Aaron Rodgers in a trade. I thought they, that's what they were trying to do. That I thought Aaron Rodgers was coming there. I, uh, I literally thought like, dude. Would have been beautiful. But, you know, then they got Mitch and then the, the Kenny Pickett thing. And, and Kenny really came on the second half of the season last year. Um, Najee's healthy. Pickens looks like a freak. He he's yeah. He's, yeah. He I don't even know who he reminds me of. Like kind of reminds me a little bit of like a Julio Jones. Where he he's uh, he's got that big frame, but he's fast across the middle. You know, but yeah. he, he like real long arms. Like he's not like uh, I don't know. He, he's just he seems like he seems like he is him. To quote oh him, yeah yeah. Uh, they're stacked on offense. They got this giant 
mammoth of a human at left tackle from Georgia. Mm-hmm. The defense, like you look at the defense, you run through it's like TJ, Cam Hayward, Larry Ogunjobi, uh, Highsmith. Who it's like you forget, like it's it's crazy to forget about Highsmith, but he's a sleeper, and on any other defense would be probably like the hero Pro Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, like he's a legitimate, and he just got like talk about getting paid. He just got like a sixty million dollar deal. He's a, he's a big boy. Um, yeah, you know they get they get Joey Porter Jr. and then you know who the one I keep forgetting about is my boy Patrick Peterson. Yeah, yeah. So very un unstealer like pick. I don't. I'm sure there's a Mike Tomlin connection there or something like mm-hmm. like they they had some sort of because it's like a it, he seems like he's at the end of his career. But last year he was he was still yeah he was balling he was balling. He was balling. He's balling. Yeah. yeah. You, you put all that together. Minka, God. Yeah, dude. They should be like they should be dominant on defense. And then like they just need to take you know, they gotta they gotta take a step forward on offense. I don't know that they'll be like a Wait, did you did you were you guys undefeated this preseason? Mm, uh, I don't think so. I think they were two and one. Well they lost the first game. But, but Yeah, but that was like all the young guys were playing, yeah, right? But Pickett was like had like a perfect passer rating three times yeah. and like Pickens was clearly the number one. I I've, I'm a Deontay Johnson hater. I'm sure he's a lovely guy. He seems like a nice guy the, the team player or whatever. I just, I've never quite understood the hype on him. I feel like he, mm-hmm. he's like a on paper. When you look at his, you're like, wow. Yeah. Productive. But it, he's, he, he doesn't win games. Like he doesn't open up big. There's no, I can't think of a single big, like, wow. You know, and I'm not again. I'm not comparing him to Antonio Brown, like who's you know arguably the goat, right, the right. goat at the position. But like, there were countless, countless games where you know Big Ben to AB is like that. That's that was just how the game was going. That was happen. that was the thing. That was the thing. That's how it was. And even Juju had a little had a run there, but Deontay's never been that. He just runs around a lot. So oh yeah, Pickens. They got this Austin Ridley kid. They got uh, or Calvin Austin. I don't know. I'm excited. They they look good. Yeah, you you guys. I mean, when I was watching the preseason on, on with the Steelers, I like there's there's something about there's something about a really good Steeler year how it starts and like kind of how it fi- finishes. Like the team has a certain level of swag, yeah, and just confidence. It's not arrogance, but it's like this. It's this. It's this air of like, yeah, we're here to fuck you up. And that's just kind of what it is. You know what I mean? Like across the board, offense, defense, special teams, we're here to fuck you up. It's business. And we're moving on to the next one. And that's what I felt out of this preseason watching the tape. And I'm like, you guys look like you're ready to do some shit. So, yeah, man. I went down kind of a Mike Tomlin wormhole and I found, came across. And again, I get it. Roethlisberger is not well loved by most football fans like he's he's a i get it i get why he's got a podcast and i checked it out and i actually enjoy it it's called like footballing with ben roethlisberger or something like that and they drink beer and they talk football and had some really good interviews he had a great interview with ryan shazier james harrison's been on it for like and it's like a two-hour interview and they talk you know for a steelers fan it's very entertaining but even if you're like yeah. a football fan like he has bill cower on which is a good interesting conversation but the the one with Mike Tomlin Ben asked him what the best defense he ever coached was because you know Tomlin was there in Tampa people forget you know that he was there oh yeah oh yeah at the beginning of his career you know and then you've got the the 08 Steelers and then the the 2010 Steelers which fucking yeah dude Richard Men and all he has to do is just fucking Big Ben is literally can, Big Ben is cementing. They're literally starting his sculpture at Canton as he's going for his second game winning second Super Bowl game. You know what I mean? Would have been mm-hmm. his third ring, just enshrine him then. Richard Mendenhall can't hold the ball. But anyway, uh Tomlin was saying, he's like, Yeah, that Bucks defense was they were explosive, they were great. Like they had, you know, Derek Brooks had five touchdowns, you know, like Rondé had eight touchdowns. You had Warren Sapp. Like, they were huge. John Lynch, like, you had explosive plays. They were playmakers. 
and they like all that whole run, you know, I remember that game against the Eagles. They just kept getting like, they, they, I think that's how they won that game against the Eagles was, mm-hmm. was a uh, pick six. And he's like, but that 2010 Steeler team, he's like, they were there to hurt you. That's what I mean. He was that's like, what I mean. He's like, these guys wanted to actually hurt you. And he's like the whole, he's like, I'm now easily, like, you know, I'm on the player safety initiative board. Or he's like, but the whole reason that exists is because the 2010 Steelers were hurting people. And he's like, and then he just starts rattling off the names. And he's like, you just, he's like, as good as the 08 team was, that was statistical. And they were number one, this and that. They won the Super Bowl. He's like, that 2010 team was, that, they were nasty. Yeah. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Casey, last Steeler thought here, but shout out to Casey Hampton. There's a picture of him floating around uh, on the, the X Twitter or whatever. He's lost a little bit of weight. For real? Check that out. I'll tell you what, dude, and I'm not, I'm not body shaming by any means. I was once blessed to sit behind Casey Hampton's family at a preseason game. Yeah. It was very easy to tell who liked the relation. Besides the fact they're all wearing Casey Hampton jerseys, they all had a very similar meatball build. Dude, Casey Hampton was a beast, bro. It's a fucking like, stud. It, <laughs> dude, he like he just ran through men, like not one man, but he men. Was like teamed. it was just... he was double teamed his whole career. Oh my god, I'm Adam. looking at a picture of him right now, dude. He lost a ton of weight, bro. Oh, yeah. Like he was a dog. Wow, that's awesome. You think he's That's a Hall, awesome. you think he's a Hall of Famer? He should be. Like it's like nobody like do his 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 how long did he play? Like like fucking twelve years. Yeah, dude. Like during his like you couldn't you couldn't get a snap off, bro. It was like Well that was when they like didn't they, they didn't allow a hundred yard rusher for like, you know, two seasons. Oh, dude, it was nuts. I remember when Tomlin yeah. first came in, a big controversy. He uh, he he made him run the conditioning test. He was like, because Tom was trying to put his foot down, and Cower yeah. Cower would never make Casey run the conditioning test because obviously he's not built to run you know miles. He's a he's a he's a power boy, you know. Yeah, he's, he's power, definitely definite power boy. So, they, so Tomlin made him, and he failed it, and then uh, he had to. He was like benched. He was like. Suspended until he, compl- this was like Tomlin's first year. It was a big, big controversy. Wow! But yeah, Case Big Snack looks good. He's hell yeah, dude. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. Yikes! Yeah, you don't want that, dude. But his head is dude. Like, he's got like a pit bull sized head. Oh yeah, dude. I can only imagine being three hundred twenty-five pounds and running a five. A five flat forty. That's still. That's just like I know. I know that everyone in the NFL is tough, but I cannot imagine the mindset of somebody who's six feet away on the opposite side of the ball from James Harrison, and then in between you and him is Casey Hampton. Oh. Mm-mm. You know. Yeah. That's not, and equally like a Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks situation, like. It's just like what? If, what the fuck am I doing? Where are where are these people? These humans coming from? These size people? Right. How, oh yeah. What is going on here, dude? Speaking of which, TCU has a kid who's like a, a freshman. He's a true freshman. He's yeah. like six five, four hundred and fifty five pounds. Is he a dog? I mean, he's a, he's he's more like a fucking potato shaped. He's huge. <laughs> Look this kid up. He's like TCU four hundred and fifty five pounds. I, I he's a giant defensive tackle. I don't even have to. I get. I get. I put TCU in four, and Google's like, I know yep, who you want. Yep. Yep. Here you go. You you want that guy right there? Holy flapjacks, bro! Are you kidding me? He looks very healthy. What? Are you? What is? What? His jersey is like a life vest, dude. That's got to be like it's, a six X. Oh my god. His pads look like the old Ed McCaffrey pads. Unbelievable. Unbe is I mean Oh god. 
Dude, they got like a highlight of him, and he's just guys can't even. No, what are you gonna it's do? It's just even if he has no no technique, you just just as long as he knows how to distribute his weight, he's you're gonna you're fine. He's fine. Six five forty six. <laughs> I think TCU true freshman O line Brian Brion or whatever Ramsey Brooks is going to be a fan favorite. You can't teach size. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> No, you can't teach size at all. Holy crap. He's a large fella. His Lord. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's just Casey, that's just too much. Casey Hampton's son is a defensive back at Trinity College. Wow. Two sport athlete, track star. That's right, because Casey was a Texas boy. Yeah. It's weird seeing the children of my favorite players. Yeah. You know you're getting old. Besides all the white in my beard, and I'm about to turn 34. It's Mm -hmm. like Joey Porter Jr. And thinking about that time, Joey Porter punched that guy in the helmet. Oh. Before the game. Or like Cedric Wilson Jr. (laughs) I wonder how fast this guy runs his forward. It's got to be like seven seconds. Ten, what do you think? 10, 8. <laughs> ten, eight 40. Like, he's, he's like, he's barely beating Rich Eisen. Like, I'm going to go get a hot dog. He'll be done running it by the time I get back. <laughs> Have you, uh, I know, you know, we've, we've talked about Pat McAfee uh, before. He's a fucking stud, dude. So, you know, like they, this whole big shakeup where he basically, they're simulcasting his YouTube show on ESPN plus. Whoa. I didn't, I didn't hear about that. So they're, they're like basically, and I think ESPN's learned their lesson because they tried to do this with Barstool and it backfired on them. Mm -hmm. They don't, they're not making him change anything. Note he can say still whatever he wants. Kurt, speaking like a normal person does, an average how you know communicating like the average football fan, uh, and they're literally just taking his show and just plugging it into the ESPN thing. So it's on YouTube all day during the day, like you know, like a Howard Stern type deal, and then it also is, you know, you can go into a bar and it's on in a bar, like it's it's crazy. So it's like over. It's he was already huge, and now it's blowing him up even more. Wow. And, uh, and they're doing crazy things like, you know, giving them like Nick Saban. Now every Thursday, Nick Saban is on his show. He, it, every Tuesday, Aaron Rodgers does like an hour yep. interview. That's that's yep. So it's like they they're like, well, if you can't beat him, just give him one hundred and fifty million dollars. And it's like, huh, funny how that it's funny how that works out. But it's been it's been uh, highly entertaining. If you, if you guys uh, haven't had a chance, it's uh, it's worth a watch. But. But yeah, it's um, I'd like Pat to, McAfee. I like it's it's magic. I, I don't know. I don't know what else to uh, describe him as. But um, so NFL kickoff right around the corner. Well, it's already been kicked off, I guess. But what do you uh, what do you think in this year? What, is, what any 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 breakout things you're looking to see? You think it's going to be topsy turvy year? You think uh, anybody's going to? blow your mind i mean we just everybody's on the jets hog pretty good right now i don't even know i i think what i really want to see is how the chiefs bounce back with because i don't think there's a team around that's kind of built like the chiefs in terms of how important the pieces to their puzzle mm. you know are you know when, with respect to the season so you know with, with kelsey kind of laboring right now we don't know the full extent a sprain whatever um, knee, but like I want to see how they bounce back from that. Like that's the biggest thing that's been on my mind. Yeah, everybody's doing the Jets and hard knocks and all that stuff. And I know we've talked about that on this this podcast before, but um, I'm really interested to see if like you know you know Chiefs Kingdom, if you if you will, if it uh, survives. So so dorky. Yes, you know that, that's the only thing that's been on my radar. What about you, bro? I'm. It's interesting because a lot of the and I want to see the, the Steelers fucking rock. They just, I have a feeling that they're just, 
they're right yeah, where they need to be. Like, I think they'll be they'll overachieve <laughs> this year. Well, not overachieve, but I think they'll beat expectations. But AFC still is going to run through Kansas City, I think, for, for now. But you've got um, the Bills are under the radar, but very good. That, I think they're – I got an eye on them. I think um, it's going to be interesting. This is like truly overturned to a new generation of quarterback. You know, Brady's gone, Manning's gone, Ben's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, all those guys are gone. Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan, like they're all gone. Um, seeing who's going to fill in the void there. I think there's a couple interesting storylines like Baker Mayfield in Tampa. I'm curious about that. I like I like Baker. Um, the Rams, are they going to, you know, what a, Cooper Cup is out. Like what's going to happen? Yeah, yeah. NFC West seems very wide open, even though you've got, you know, San Francisco who Brock Purdy's back. They didn't mm-hmm. think he was going to be back. They trade Trey Lance. You know, interesting, interesting storylines yeah. in the in the NFC because um, I, I feel like NFC is really, really. Uh, I feel like it's the Niners to lose uh, this this year. Like I, I just don't, I don't see anybody else that immediately jumps out. I mean, yeah. obviously people like the Eagles, but the, the Eagles weren't the same team they were. At the, they they got hot, I think, and dominated. But the Eagles will be in the conversation. I don't know. But I feel like it's Niners, the you know, conference to lose. And AFC could be – it's probably going to be the Chiefs or who knows. But I could see the Bills. They're kind of my – because they're under the radar. They, the Bills were like the sexy pick for the last couple of years. Yeah. And they just got to they just got to turn it over, man. Like well, that they they got to just Well, they're at that, get over that. They're at that point where they've got to or things are going to start changing. Like I don't know about McDermott leaving, but like you know, how many years are you going to like Von Miller says he's going to end his career there, you know. Yeah. You got uh my boy Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. And you know, now I'll tell you who I'll really be rooting for this year. I fucking love Kirk Cousins, man. Yeah. Yeah. After watching that quarterback show on Netflix, I am a yeah. Kirk Cousins guy. He's a he's a true football guy. Yeah. Big fan. And when you see him in the in the preseason, he's like on the sidelines, no pads on, still wearing his helmet. Yeah. Like, come on. What a guy. You know what yeah, I mean? Dude. Just, yeah, wants, dude. just wants the ball. And, and and on that show, he he basically just takes care of his family and works his balls off yeah, to play football. And he doesn't know like anything. He doesn't know what's going on anywhere. That's gotta, that is the way I wish it would be amazing to just like not have to know, you know, who the president is, (laughs) (laughs) you know, he probably has no idea what's going on. And not because no, he did. his his world his worldview is his family his wife and is just go, his his no, you know his minivan and like going to practice in Baldwin like yeah. like that's about it so yeah yeah he's that's yeah, crazy I'll be I'll be rooting for uh, I've always kind of rooted for the Vikings I like you know as a big Adrian Peterson fan shout out to Purple Jesus what a guy mm-hmm. you know Randall Cunningham Cole Pepper. Bro, can you imagine what would have happened if Dante Cole, like, if if instead of Dante Culpepper's knee exploding in three different directions and going to Miami and Drew Brees, like, Nick Saban wanted Drew Brees, but they were like, eh, his shoulder. And they're like, ah, but Culpepper with the knee is a much better, right? much better, safer bet. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, Saban's back in college football wins five more national chat like that really uh changed things mm-hmm. time capsules drew Brees tcu right what's up he was a tcu guy right drew Brees? no i thought wasn't he wasn't he at uh penn state was not uh, no, a purdue oh uh, purdue i think you're yeah right. i think you're right andy dalton is the tcu boy yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Boilermaker. <laughs> True breeze. Did you see uh, there's a funny story, Matthew Stafford's wife on her podcast. She's like, yeah. She was like, uh, Matthew's having a hard time relating to some of his new teammates. It's like, really? Interesting. <laughs> like 40-year-old guys having a hard time uh, 
getting getting the ins with the 22 year olds that's crazy who would have thought yeah can't can't get lit i'm trying to get lit that's got to be the the weirdest thing at the end of like at the end of a guy like if you're lucky enough to play 15 17 years like some of these guys do Mm -hmm. like the different it's like you it's like i should i I, you you probably almost feel weird putting the putting the pants on you know what i mean like come on oh yeah you know yeah (laughs) like how, how much longer am i gonna keep doing this yeah. you know i should should put some real pants on maybe yeah maybe what are you gonna do but yeah i guess i guess that's my uh that's my nfl hope um i did finally see the flash nice i was what'd you think so why did why did batman like in the beginning of the movie why did the bat suit look so terrible when Ben Affleck was in that? Did you notice that, like how bad Batman looked? I think I, I, I feel like it was weird. It was just like the from at least from what they were saying, like the directors and all this. When it comes, there was so much CGI going on in this in this movie, and they just forgot to. Well, well, one of the directors' notes was they wanted it to look. I don't know if this whole time shit or whatever synchronicity, like there was like a, there was a bad way to make things look because of the time. And then they wanted to connect the dots with it. And I didn't really agree with that's, it, but that sounds like somebody who's just trying to cover for, they just fucking, yeah, they just kind of fucked it up. Yeah. So yeah, it looks like shit. Cause at first I was like, who the fuck is that? Like, I couldn't even tell it was Ben Affleck. Right. I was right. like, Whoa, what is that? Um, Ezra Miller, and I get it, like he's supposed to be annoying. Mm-hmm. At times, the character's too fucking annoying. Like, just it's overbearing. Yeah. Um, that being said, another one of those. At DC seems to have this problem, where you're watching the movie, you're an hour and ten minutes into it, and you're still not exactly sure what the what the plot is, or like who the bad guy. I is. think I think DC is just. I think they've just forgiven. They've they've given up on plot and have just trying you, to. Like, do you notice that? Like Black. Adam, oh yeah. Black Adam was the exact same way where you're like no plot. You're like no plot okay, whatsoever. And, like and then what? And then and then why? Why are we doing yeah. this? Like it's just nope. We're just gonna. But here's the thing. Check it out. Like I wa- like I watched Black Adam the first time and I said okay cool. There's there's definitely no story. Which where are we going? And then like you get to the end credits and you see the little standoff deal because Superman's coming into it. Okay, cool. And that gets you pumped up. And that first time I watched, I was like, okay, cool. So if I just don't think this is going to have any type of through line, I get a much better experience from it. And so now I go into DC movies like that, and I'm like, oh, dude, that that kind of kicked ass. Well, what was it about? Doesn't fucking matter. Nothing, but it, it kind of kicked ass. There's a lot of this going on, a lot of that, a lot of CGI to the gills. Shit looked bad. Like, who the fuck can tell who Batman really looks like with all the bad CGI that's going on? But you know what? It made it a little bit more gritty, and I still don't have to think about story. So, yeah, that's kind of what, it's, what like, it's been. The Marvel movies have conditioned everybody to be, like, strapped in for a 35-pound. Oh, bro, you know everything, I mean? everything is a line. Right. Marvel, just, just so, everything. So you're like, you go there, you're like, okay, cool. And then I'm like... I'm watching, I'm like, why, why, oh, so the storyline is General Zot. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, we're going, because now watching it, knowing, knowing that they're done with the Henry Cavill. Oh, yeah. Knowing that that's dead, I'm like, well, so what's the fucking point of this? It's similar to Black Adam. Right. Having no meaning, you know? They're, I'm so like, in the Supergirl, you're like, oh, oh, this doesn't mean anything. You know, like, yeah. this isn't going anywhere cool you know the michael keaton bat uh, great that was awesome fan service yeah a little hokey a little weird again uh, the tone of the movie was kind of odd i feel like they were trying to be goofy at times and campy but it just i don't know best part of it by far almost almost popped myself when they're showing the multiverse at the end Mm -hmm. and the nick Cage Superman that never was as you know as a true dude 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 yeah last saw like that. I saw Nick, that Nicholas Cage in, you know aficionado like like I am um seeing that was amazing it seems like mm-hmm. I didn't know Nicholas Cage was and I was like strap in let me tell you a story you know right like, right people, right right people don't know that's a that's a great tragedy and like but they had gone as far as like they had the suits they had everything they were like doing the, oh yeah dude doing they test, went in test footage and then they're like oh we're gonna do fucking Beetlejuice three or whatever. Yeah, but uh yeah and the random 
thing at the end with the Aquaman. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Right, here? dude. And yeah. Then, and then it's like, and then uh, like, again, spoiler alert: the movie's fucking eight months old. But he comes back to his timeline and he calls Batman, and he doesn't know who to expect because he's met all these different Batman. Yeah. And then out pops George Clooney, which George Clooney makes everybody laugh. It pops you because he's like the worst one. Right. But it's like, wait a minute. So is this the, like it because they've they've they're so fucking confusing. Yeah. And and they've done this whole multiverse thing and they're like, oh, every this is reset the timeline because it makes sense. Dude, like, why couldn't they just fucking bring Robert Pattinson in like that? Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, boom, right. There he is. Oh, we're right. all, that's what we're doing now. Like. But no, they, they, they tried to get cute. And it's like, so, and they're like, no, George Clooney's not the new Batman. That's just a joke. Well, what the fuck, man? So what's the whole point of the movie? So who's Batman? We don't know. It's crazy. It is I just, crazy. I don't know who's making these. Actually, we do know who's making these decisions over there now. But What did you think about Michael Keaton, though? What did you think about? Oh, he was great. I think what they should do that I've been wanting for a long time is they should do the Batman Beyond with Michael Keaton, where you have the the, the you know the old aging Bruce Wayne ha- handed off to the young robot suit Batman and do a little because at this point what the fuck is the difference? You're gonna have 15 different Batman. Who cares? Right. Speaking of which, I watched uh, the Batman again recently. I fucking, did you? I fucking love that movie. Yeah. I think I like it more than any. I'm st- which is crazy for me to even think. I think I like that more than any of the Nolan ones. Really? It's just so fucking good. Do you see? Do you see Mr. Freeze as the bad guy in the next one? Is the the musical? Oh no, I'm I'm thinking about uh, Joker. Joker, which is Jesus. I uh, oh, I get good. sad every time I think about it being, but it's probably going to be great. And I'm just lamenting about it right now. I don't now, know but. if it's actually a musical or I think that no one is officially. It's just been reporting. I think there might be some musical scenes, but I, there's no way the whole thing's going to be a musical. You know, Lady Gaga would love it. That's for sure. She's going to be Harley Quinn. Dude, Lady Gaga is Harley Quinn. Holy fudge. I can see it. But they have to I go, can too. It's they just. They have to go a different direction, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Mr. Freeze is the bad guy in the new The Batman, the new the new Pattinson man. Uh, mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. That'll be, a, that'll be a good one. Uh, bring back Arnold Schwarzenegger. Dude. <laughs> Some of the best fucking. There's a compilation on YouTube of, of all his one-liners in that movie. It's almost every line he has in that movie is like a, you better cool down. Or like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the world's about to freeze. Like everything he says is. You is, better is, chill out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to put you on ice, you know, <laughs> but that's, but it's fitting for him because again, uh, his finest work in the eighties commando. You know, the movie is, oh, you said you were going to let me go. Legendary. I lied. (laughs) (laughs) Legendary. (laughs) Oh, man. He's he was the he was the one line one line king. You got you got another Expendables coming out, coming in hot. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen all the um, what's the the ones with Denzel where he's beating the equalizers? I have seen none of them. And now I feel like I need to go watch all of them. I hear they're apparently You gotta, you gotta, you got, you at least got to see the first one. The second one was like, eh, and I'm going to see the third one just because I've seen the first two. So I'm a a Denzel guy. I mean, who isn't? Yeah. To me, I just, I, I get a kick out of somebody like setting his watch to like beat his previous record of killing 20 guys in a, you know, a, oh, a two bedroom establishment. Like really? it's like literally he's just like, they, they do like the time lapse slow-mo thing where he's eyes looking at everybody. And then his head, he's like, okay, cool. And he's like 16 seconds. And then just fucking goes to work. And then like when he's done, like murking everybody he goes, cause that guy had the thing. So, all right. <laughs> it's so awesome to me, man. Big anime vibes with shit like that. Yeah. It's, uh, and then when I saw the the guy hit the director uh, Fuqua, he's he's done a lot of fucking great movies, so mm-hmm. definitely gonna check that out. But um, f- football is in the air. I've got I'm making I'm beef I'm jerking I'm beef jerking over here. I'm smoking chickens. I'm about to go to hog smoke some hog. I've added a pizza oven out to my outdoor cooking uh, nice armory now. 
Nice. The other day I go to the, the hardware store. I get a, a bag of wood pellets. Mm-hmm. I get a bag of wood, wood, just wood. Just wood. And then I get a bag of charcoal. Mm-hmm. And I put it up on the counter, and then this young gal goes, Wow. How many grills do you have? I said, I got a lot. And I also need a <laughs> propane tank refill. And she laughed. And I'm like, I'm serious. <laughs> I, <laughs> so like, now it's, I literally have every method of barbecue known to man in our backyard. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Got the, the multi, you are the smoker. <laughs> like I'm, I've gotten really into the, making the pizzas. Um, makes me feel like a real, it's, it's like kind of getting me in touch with my inner, Italian, my Italian. Yeah, dude. Uh, so perfecting the pizza, you know, it does charcoal, wood, propane. It's a multi-fuel. I got, I got a new griddle, the big boy. Got the XL, propane Ooh. out there. We got the pellet smoker. And now I'm going to go get a uh, turkey fryer because I'm going to make my own wings. Okay. I can dig it. I mean, it's, you know, I've done the research I'm a sauce boss. You just got to throw the wings in the fryer and eat Yeah. Them. Sit, man. Simple as that. I'll be doing fried chickens. I'll be... I'll be Dead animals, bro. A lot of fried eat. shit going on here this weekend. So, um, to the every man, the every woman, we love you. Love you long time. Um, long time. There won't be another month in between, we promise. And uh, you have a great day, brother. You too. Love you, man. Love you too, man. We'll see you guys next week.